because what we need already as uh, citizens of these cities is uh, someone to tell us that yes these roads are safe and they are certified and let's celebrate if they are this is the magellan journal a podcast series here to help you navigate eu opportunities we remove the noise around current EU issues on different topics such as transport and environment, each time through the perspective of a different expert. In this podcast, we talk to Lina Konstantinopoulou, who is Secretary General of the European Road Assessment Program, also known as EuroRap. Lina tells us everything about road safety and how EuroRap is contributing to Vision Zero targets and eliminating high-risk roads in Europe and beyond. Hi, good morning, Lina. Thank you for joining us in this podcast. Can you briefly present yourself, your organization, Eurorap, and your role in it? Yes, uh, thank you, Andrea. My name is Lina Konstantinopoulou. I'm the Secretary General of Eurorap. Eurorap is an international not-for-profit association, and we have 70 members, civil society, road authorities, and research universities, with the objective to provide a systematic risk assessment of the road network through a set of protocols and standards. And we focus on six main areas of activity. So we are encouraging uh, local leadership and governance of, let's say, the regional and national program. We are developing uh, technical capacity to ensure roads are upgraded and communicated uh, to all of the stakeholders. Another area of activity is on training and accreditation. So for example, by taking a training, it means that we build some capacity on infrastructure risk. And we are also offering some training modules that can be undertaken, of course, in a classroom or online. On advocacy, we provide support and advice on road assessments at the 10T network. For example, with respect to the implementation of the directive on 2008 on road infrastructure safety management, where it is mandatory for ministries to perform this, so we are providing some support there. And of course, we are involved in deployment and research projects. At the global level, of course, we have the global umbrella, which is the IRAP umbrella, and there RAP metrics are included in the UN Global Road Safety Targets and at the World Health Organization. Okay, and one of uh, Eurorap's missions I read on your website is to contribute to having road deaths by 2030. How are you going to do this? Yes, so as you know, last week, the United Nations General Assembly just proclaimed the period 2021-2030 as the second decade of action for road safety. In that resolution, it encourages, of course, member states to make efforts to ensure uh, a safe road infrastructure through proper planning. So as IRAP, we provide the global metric for road infrastructure safety and the targets, the UN targets. So target three mentions that all new roads needs to be built on a three star or better. And target four means 75% of travel is equivalent to three star or better for by 2030. So our, let's say, protocols are UN adopted and in that way, through our protocols, we are providing uh, this goal as well. And we also provide the business case for safer roads. So the social and economic benefits of, uh, let's say, making these changes of investing in road safety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned uh, briefly, and I'm not sure I understood correctly, three-star roads. Can you explain this concept a little bit or how are these metrics calculated? 
Yes. So the three star or better is, is a proactive measure. So it's based on inspection data. So this is an objective measure of level of safety, which is built on the road. For example, for those that know Euro NCAP, Euro NCAP is star rating vehicles. What we are trying to understand is that from a Euro rep perspective, we are star rating roads. So we are mm -hmm. providing a five star road. A five star road is the safest and one star is the least safe. And of course, these star ratings can be completed in the absence of uh, crash data, of course. Okay. And what about the Vision Zero movement? Can you tell us a bit more about that? How is Eurorep contributing towards these targets? So, yes, so we support the Vision Zero movement, we support the Vision Zero cities around the world, and we have also recently signed uh, the new paradigm for safe city streets. It's a, a city declaration uh, which was launched by Polis and Euro cities, and it mentions the 10 principles for sound and effective action for traffic safety. So what we are trying to achieve is that we are using our global IRAP tools to enable cities to track their progress towards this zero vision. So our tools, it's not only tools, they are also KPIs. So we are addressing this through, for example, tools like IRAP star rating for schools and cycle wrap. And on one side, star rating for schools is looking on safety around schools and cyclist star ratings, it's looking on the approach towards bicycle crashes and also the, the risk of an accident with a bicycle. Yes. And so Eurorep has recently also published a position paper on road safety infrastructure for cities and regions in the framework of the next generation EU package. Can you explain to us which are the challenges that are still standing and your vision how to tackle them? So, yeah, so the paper discusses the need for, let's say, safeguarding or even advocating for more road safety investment. So during the COVID crisis, uh, we saw that there was a huge impact on transport and mobility. So what we are saying is that many of the challenges that existed before COVID it will continue, of course, and one of those challenges is, of course, road safety. And, of course, there is a tremendous pressure on funding. So everyone is requesting for funding. And what we see is that there is an, an evidence of increased cycling and walking during this COVID lockdown. So what we want to, let's say, advocate is really to keep the focus on the most cost-effective actions. For example, we can support cities on looking on the cost-effective actions, such as road maintenance upgrades, pedestrian footpaths, or bike lanes or even the higher risk uh, intersections. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed, the position paper is very much focused on urban road safety. And for example, like you mentioned, vulnerable road users seem to be one of the main concerns for Eurorep, which explains the call for improving road infrastructures and including them in the sustainable urban mobility plans, also known as SAMPs, in order to be sustainable. And what are the concrete actions in this case Eurorep is taking towards such complex objective? So as, as explained, we see that, of course, thousands of bicycles are injured each year. So what we want to capture with our cyclist star rating is that we want to capture the, the needs for cyclists. That's the one thing with respect to the road infrastructure and the road feature. And what we want to provide inside is on the roads and off-road cycle paths. And we want also to provide, let's say, to cities, let's say the business case for investing in on those measures, but on an objective manner. 
in addition to that, we also see the safety of children walking around and along the roads. So this is also important element. So what we want to achieve is an assessment of, of course, safety around schools. Yeah, and another document you have recently produced is the 10-step plan for safer road infrastructure. Within the scope of United Nations Road Safety Collaboration Group, could these steps be relevant for cities and how do you see this embedded to the SAMS? Yes, absolutely. They are uh, embedded to SAMS. So this 10-step plan for safer road infrastructure uh, has been produced, as you mentioned, by the UN Road Safety Collaboration Partnership, where it includes several members, IRAP, International Road Federation, and PIRC and others, to support, let's say, countries to work towards the achievement of the UN Global Targets 3 and 4. So these 10 step plans are giving some guidelines for cities on first is to consider gaps in existing national road safety systems, reviewing policies, standards, guidelines, and bringing together the different types of stakeholders to, to start, let's say, discussing on the topic of road safety in the city. On the next step, we are discussing about standards and how national road safety standards are complying or are linked to the UN global road safety targets. Then what we see is that it's important to do training and accreditation. And we also see the need of establishing road design assessments to, of course, elevate the safety for all road users, national capacities, and, of course, communication. Because what we need already as citizens of these cities is someone to tell us that, yes, these roads are safe and they are certified. And let's celebrate if they are. Yes. And before you also mentioned that IREP is the global umbrella where Eurorep operates, it also provides tangible results through its tools. Are these the star ratings you were mentioning? And what is so special about the IREP tools? Are, are these tools accessible to everybody and how do they work? Yes. IRAP, which is, let's say, the global uh, umbrella, is the one who is uh, maintaining the model, maintaining the protocols. So IRAP provides the free tools, training and systems to all the different stakeholders. And what is more important, it provides a global and standardized metric. Mm -hmm. Could you give us a few examples of these tools, perhaps? So, for example, I will start by risk mapping. So, a risk map is providing a kind of a reactive approach. It's like a map who shows where people are dying and where their crash risk is greater. There, risk maps can inform, for example, policy, and it can inform whether we need to change that particular route network, etc. Star rating, as I explained, is more related to the quality of the infrastructure. And if you take, for example, uh, one road in Tanzania and one road in the Netherlands, you will have the possibility to compare the two um, qualities of infrastructure in a comparative way. But of course, with several parameters and uh, road attributes and speeds and traffic flows. But what is more important is that you can provide a, a comparative approach to all the different, let's say, countries on road safety. 
and their quality of infrastructure. Another element which is very important is investment planning. Uh, so it's not only saying, okay, the risk map is providing that network with fatalities estimations or the quality of infrastructure maybe is not as good enough or is less than the three star or better, but we are providing also an investment or a cost improvement analysis. And in that way, you are able, let's say, to, to take these countermeasures and, and let's say, save lives. And are you a pioneer in such a way of these? Metrics? Yes. So now we are partnering also with industry to make these um, models, uh, these protocols uh, a bit more advanced. At the moment, we have this innovation framework, as we call it, where we are trying to update our protocols with, let's say, ITS and connected and automated vehicles. We are looking on uh, speed management. We are looking on AI wrap, which is how can you make possible of using different types of attributes from, let's say, ADAS technologies to provide these star ratings. Yes, so I think the next generation of star rating, for example, would be more and more uh, data that would, let's say, uh, come from different types of sources in a neutral manner. And I think this is what I think also uh, road authorities would like. Mm -hmm. So my last question is a bit related to the current, well, to the situation we've been living in over the past few months. With the COVID-19, we have assisted to a redesign of several roads for the benefit of cyclists and pedestrians. You, you mentioned it before yourself. Unfortunately, such redefinition sometimes is not accompanied by changes in the infrastructure, resulting in vehicles and vulnerable users using the same road segments at the same time due to the lack of space. What is your opinion about it? Yes, so we see this vision zero uh, strategies by cities, and we are, of course, uploading them. Huh? But if I can give my two pennies worth here, is that we have two elements. First of all is the urban public space. So we did a very important study with uh, the, um, by ANWB, which stated that 75% st uh, said that not every street needs to be available for every type of road user. And so they are also a focus on safe streets is especially it's very important for vulnerable road users because if they meet this target group, then it meets all target groups. Then the next point is uh, designing roads for all road users. So in a, in a common global metric. As explained before, we, we need to provide, so when we are designing a new road, we are not designing it only for pedestrians, only for bicyclists, only for vehicles. We have to take into consideration all types of users and the star rating approach, which is exactly specifying this objective measure of level of safety for all different road user groups. So what we are recommending also to, to cities is trying to, let's say, redesign roads for the benefit of all users, not the benefit only of two categories of users only. Well, thank you very much, Lynn. I think we really learned a lot today about uh, road design and, and road policy on a European and global level. Uh, that was my last question. And uh, thank you again for joining us in the podcast. And I wish you a very nice day. Thank you. Bye. If you like this podcast and want to know more about Magellan, check out our website at www.magellan-association.org.